The state fair is always a fun time no matter what state you live in, but for families with children with disabilities, it isn't always an option. The North Carolina State Fair has created a special day where they have created a more sensory-friendly environment for fairgoers called their Accessibility Day, where they've modified some of the noise and lights as well as provided space for quieter activities. This episode of the podcast is devoted to bringing you a guide to the North Carolina State Fair for special needs families. We interviewed Heather Overton, the Assistant Director of Public Affairs at the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Heather shares some inside tips on how to make the most of your visit to the North Carolina State Fair, including dates, times, parking, handicap parking, senior citizens discounts, food, activities, tickets, and much more. We focus the second half of the interview on the North Carolina Fair's Accessibility Day for families with special needs children. Heather gives us all the details of what to expect, what time to arrive, and where you can go if you need to find a quiet spot for your child to calm down if they get too excited with all the activity. I'm Tonya Wallum, and I'm the host of the Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast about parenting children with disabilities. Here's my interview with Heather. Welcome back to the Water Prairie Chronicles. We appreciate you joining us today. And we have a special guest with us. Her name is Heather Overton. She's the spokesperson for the North Carolina State Fair. And today we're going to be talking about a special day that they have that a lot of our families that are listening will appreciate hearing about. So Heather, welcome to the Water Prairie Chronicles. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, before we get started, um, I always like to hear a little bit about who, who our guest is. So would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I am from Wake Forest, North Carolina. I have two sons. Both of them are really into baseball. Uh, I have worked for the fair uh, pretty much since 2000. Um, I've had, so I, I love the fair. It's my favorite event. Uh, there's probably not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. And I love talking about the fair, so I'm very happy to be here to sharing with you about a special day we have this year. So Heather and I were talking just before we started and um, and connected as baseball moms. So we, we have sons similar ages and um, and off at college pursuing their, their baseball dreams. So it's a, it's always fun, fun to meet another baseball mom. Baseball, you know, usually if I'm not at the fair, I'm, I'm oftentimes on a baseball field. With two playing, it's a, it is a lot. <laughs> with the fair, um, let's get some basics here. Now, our listeners are from all over the country, but we do have a good number that are listening from North Carolina. But for those that haven't gone before, we where in North Carolina is the fair located? The, the fair is located in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, we're located kind of on the outskirts of, of the downtown area near PNC Arena, um, right off of Hillsborough Street, uh, kind of Hillsborough, Blue Ridge, and Trinity are the roads that are right around us. This year for 2022, what are the dates that it's going to be running? October 13th through the 23rd. And are there consistent times that it opens and closes each day or does that depend on what the day is? There, there are consistent times with the exception of the first day. The first day we do not open until noon. After that, our gates open at 9 a.m. My daughter and I have had at least lunch at the fair, if not spending all of our time going back through all of the historic sections um, every year since she was probably 10 years old. So it's always a, an annual thing for us. But um, but I learned somewhere along the way that Thursday is, I, I didn't realize that, that that first day was was open. I always thought that it opened on that Friday. So it was kind of fun to figure out that that wasn't as busy of a day. Well, a, a fair tip, usually the first Thursday and the first Friday of the state fair are historically our slowest days. 
Okay. So if you want to come to the fair and not, I mean, it, it is a great time to come to the fair. I think that there is maybe a mentality that, oh, the fair just opened, so everyone's going to go. Well, let's wait and, you know, until it's a little slower. But that's not true. It's actually uh, usually a little bit less crowd crowded on the first two days. So those that are listening, you have an inside tip here already. So we're going to see if we find out some more here. One question that I know a lot of people would have about when they first are coming in is the parking for the fair. Is Are there any tips as far as where families can park? And, I, and let's separate that into two different parts. If it's a family that has a handicap pass and a family that doesn't, where, where should they be parking? So we do have handicap parking. Uh, it's located off near gate 10, which is um, like right off of Trinity Road. There are paved pass, there's paved parking there um, that you can get in if you have the handicap placard. That usually does fill up, you know, if you get there a little bit later in the day. If you get there early, you'll, you'll likely get into that spot. After that area fills up, the next best place to park would be in uh, uh, Carter Finley. There's an area that's set aside for handicap par parking as well. The, the handicap parking that's in the Carter Finley lot which is where a, a lot of fairgoers park, is um, right across from the pedestrian tunnel that runs under Trinity Road. And that tunnel is handicap accessible. So it, you, you can get a, a place that's a little bit closer there too. Uh, we also have two shuttle lots. Um, one is at the corner of Reedy Creek and Edwards Mill. And then another one is off of Highway 54 called the Cardinal Lot. and from those two lots, you would take a shuttle to the fair and be dropped off right at the gate. Um, and and our shuttles are some of our shuttles are handicap accessible. Is there a cost for the shuttles? Uh, no, and there's no cost for parking. Uh, there are some private okay. property owners that are around the fair that do charge to park, uh, but the lots that the fair operates are all free. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you come out, I to didn't the know fair, that. Yeah, you'll see a sign that says parking ten dollars. Well, that's a that's a private property owner that's just you know sort of taking advantage of having property that's very close to the state fairgrounds and, and you know and offering their their property for parking. Um, so I mean, and, and they do fill up too; those lots fill up too. But the fair does offer plenty of free parking. Um, you know, and the, the best thing to do is just. You know, go park in one of our satellite lots, or if you're coming out, just let the highway patrol, you know, direct you to the closest spot. We have made an effort over the years to improve the ADA accessibility of the fairgrounds. Uh, you know, it, it is a lot of walking. The fair itself is, you know, it's it's 200 plus acres. You know, you do, it is a lot of walking, but we have made an effort to, you know, bury cables where possible. Uh, to have paved areas, to think about, you know, wheelchair accessibility. Um, we've we've tried made an effort to make our buildings wheelchair accessible. Um, we've added for the tickets to the fair. Is it better to purchase those ahead of time or at the gate? And how do you purchase them ahead of time if you do want to do that? If you're in the Raleigh area, you can actually go to the Farmer's Market, the History Museum, or Gate 9 at the fairgrounds uh, now through October 13th and purchase your tickets in person. You can also purchase them online at ncstatefair.org and access them on the phone. Um, it's always better to buy in advance because then you're not waiting in the ticket line when you get to the fair. You'll just come right on into the fair. 
Um, this year, we do, we, we do have a clear bag policy. Um, if you have a clear bag, you will get into the fair quicker. If you do not have a clear bag, then your, the, your bags will be subject to search. Um, of course, this does not apply to bags that are used for medical devices. So you are mentioning the tickets and the wristbands. What are the tickets for? Is that for the rides themselves or is that for other things too? The, the tickets are for the rides. Um, and, and I'll give you an example with my kids. Uh, my kids are, are not really riders. They've never really enjoyed the carnival rides all that, you know, to, to any like large degree. So if I purchased an unlimited wristband for them, you know, it would be a waste of money. Uh, so usually what I do is I buy two ride sheets, which before the fair, that would be $20. And that would give me a, a ride sheet has 18 tickets. So I would have enough tickets to where if we wanted to get on, you know, the swings or the pirate ship, you know, like if we, if we just wanted to ride as a, as a family on one ride, we would have enough tickets for all of us to get on there. Rides take anywhere from usually four to seven tickets, uh, give or take. So, you know, you, okay. if you think that you're just going to get on one or two rides, the ride sheets are a much better deal. If you have kids that, you know, they're going to step into the fair and want to get on everything, then you need to go ahead and get a wristband because um, it will save you a lot of money in the long run. One other thing that I will mention is that we do have two rides at the fairgrounds that are not covered by tickets or the wristbands, and that is the giant Ferris wheel and the, the Skylift. You do have to purchase separate tickets to get on both of those, and, and that is something, my kids love the, the chairlift. Um, you know, it's 14 minutes. It goes right over the midway. It's a good view. You know, it's always, I always recommend that people who maybe have never been to the fair, maybe they do that first because when you're up in the air like that, you can sort of like get an idea of where everything else is. And, you know, you might say, oh, I want to go do that after we get off this. And it is, it's a 14 minute ride. Of course, it's slow and it just sort of takes you in a loop. And it's a, you know, it's a great way to, to see the fair up in the air. And is that accessible for wheelchairs? If someone needed to come in and get out of the wheelchair to get into it? Yes, they can stop the ride to help uh, people who need it get on the ride. Of course, you know, the person would have to be able to be out of the wheel wheelchair, but they can stop right. the ride uh, to allow people more time to load. Those that are listening, if you haven't visited the, the State Fair's website, we're going to put the links for that in the show notes but I'm gonna put a separate link in there for the map for you so that you can see this year's map that they have published on the website. Um, so just check the links in the show notes if you're listening on audio or if you're watching the YouTube video, look in the description below and we'll have all these links that, that we're referring to there as well. Um, so a couple of the questions about the fair, just because I know we do have some who have never gone before and they're missing out if they haven't gone before, but a big part of the fair are the foods. Is there anywhere where there's a list of the of the food options? Do the vendors submit that ahead of time where that's posted somewhere? Every <laughs> year, our, our vendors, you know, surprise us with the things they come up with. Um, and most of them are surprisingly good. Some of them are like, a, uh, are, you know, some of them are surprisingly good. Some of them are really wacky, but all of them get talked about. And we know that one of the top reasons people love to come to the fair is the food. And, you know, we're happy that our vendors, mm -hmm. you know, always, you know, bring it when it comes to what they're going to offer. So in, 
in relation to that same question is um, for families, if they have a child with allergies, are you allowed to bring food into the fair? And do yes. you need a special note if it's for medical reasons? No, you can bring food and you can bring your, your own drinks into the fair if you choose. Um, and, you know, we also okay. recommend, you know, talking to our vendors if you have dietary restrictions. Some of them may be able to, um, to, to help with that. Um, so, you know, it's always, it's always good to, you know, just start, start a conversation and, and ask them if they can meet your dietary restrictions. Um, we do have several vendors that offer gluten-free options. Um, you know, and so that we, we, so I do know that, and there's others that might have, you know, other things that, that they can meet. We do have, um, we also try to clearly mark areas of the fairgrounds where you might encounter peanuts. Um, especially in buildings, um, because we know that that can be, you know, an, an allergy for some people. So um, for North Carolina, what are some of the attractions that are unique to the North Carolina Fair that, that people, like if they've moved in from other states that they would not have seen before? Well, the some of the, what I would think maybe some of the not to miss areas for the North Carolina State Fair um, one would be our heritage circle. Um, down there, we have a, we have a bluegrass music stage. Um, we have but uh, cider press, uh, fresh apple cider. Um, we have a tobacco barn that we actually uh, we like tobacco in it the first day of the fair and cure it throughout. So it's um, you know it's a it's a very relaxed environment. It's kind of more low-key than the area of the fair with the rides and the games and the foods um, and then it there's a blacksmith shop down there which is fun to fun to watch and that area leads into what I think is just a was is just a hidden gem on the fair fairgrounds and that is the flower show um, there is a beautiful mud yes. display the gardens it's just a it's an open area um, you know, if you're in that area with your kids, you don't feel like you have to hold their hands quite as tight because there's not a million people around you that you're mm -hmm. afraid you're going to lose them. Um, there's a giant chair you can sit in. Um, you know, you can still hear the music from the bluegrass stage. You know, it's to me, that's a not to miss area. Um, coming on up. Oh, and also in that area is Giant Smoky Bear, um, which is unique oh, to the state fair. Um, you know, at, I remember Giant Smoky Bear has been around since the 80s. Um, when I was a child, I would go talk to Giant Smoky Bear. He somehow miraculously knows the name of every child that comes down there to meet him. And he will talk to them. And, you know, and they just, they love it. He's big and he's just a lot of fun. And he's one of a kind. Our Forest Service, uh, our Forest Service districts actually built him. And they maintain him, so he's you, you're not going to find him at any other fair. Um, wow! Then our village of yesteryear has um, 75 uh, around 75 craftsmen that are dressed in period costume, demonstrating um, their master crafts. Um, it could be anywhere from uh, soap making to porcelain making, uh, chair making. Um, jewelry making, origami. Um, they love when children come through um, because, you know, they want to develop that interest in children at a young age. I know that a lot of homeschool groups will bring their their uh, their classes through 
because it's a great place because all of them are demonstrating. Um, so it is a great place to go and, and visit. And, you know, also, you know, it's the fairs in October. Christmas is in December, so it's also a great place to pick up some one-of-a-kind gifts. Um, right. So th that area to me is very unique to the fair. Um, another place that I would be sure to visit, um, in North Carolina, we have um, Dorton Arena, which is not only a historic landmark, it's a civil engineering landmark, and it's probably one of the more unique buildings you'll ever get to go into. It's the world's first use of a cable-supported roof. Um, it's been around since the 50s. Wow. And in this building, um, we have our Got to BNC Pavilion, which is all local products. Um, and, you know, you can sample, you can buy. Um, there's a chef stage in there where area uh, where chefs from area restaurants in North Carolina are going to come in and cook with local commodities. Um, so that, that area is... is unique to the state fair too. Also not to be missed, the most photographed area on the fair is our giant pumpkins. Um, and they're, you know, usually we oh. have a bench sit, sitting out in front of them and that is where, you know, you get your fair photo. Like, you know, you sit down on the bench in front of the giant pumpkins. I think I have like, you know, oh, well, I have at least 18 of my children, like sitting, because <laughs> since I have an 18 year old, um, you know, and it's just where you get their, their photo done. And, you know, also for our fairgoers with visual impairments, um, all of our exhibits, um, we, we do have staffed with superintendents. And if you let them know that, you know, that you have a visual imp impairment, um, that you need some extra assistance, you know, if they if they can, they will they will let you get up close. You know, they will let you know if you if you need your son or daughter or even someone older that you may maybe want to touch and feel the enormity of the giant pumpkins or the giant watermelons. Then you know, then ask. I mean, we do have superintendents in there, and um, and usually they'll they're they're happy to help. Um, and we also in that building have a vegetable petting zoo. Um, which is designed to just like a, a regular petting zoo where you can go in and, you know, feel the bumpiness of some of the, the fruits and vegetables. And, you know, it, it's to, the, they're designed to be touched. I know the, the vegetable petting zoo was one that, that my kids always loved when they were in elementary school. It was just it was it was very unique. I, I appreciated that being there. Right. And I'll keep going a little bit. I don't know. I could go all the, all the buildings, but I will mention that also in the same building with the, um, the giant pumpkins, we have um, cow-calf pears um, that where you, and we have them labeled. So where there's the different types. So you can see the Jersey cows, you can see, you know, the, the Angus cows, you know, and, and on down the, the line and it's a mama and a baby and the kids, the kids and adults love those, that, that area It's you know, it's fun to see the different breeds of cows lined up. Um, there's pigs in there. Um, new this year, we're going to have a peafowl display, um, which peafowl, if you know, yes, it, it's peacocks. Um, so there'll be the, you know, right. the, so it'll be, um, that'll be new for this year. Um, and in the back of that building is where NC State does their, um, their milk a cow exhibit, um, which, you know, you, it's for a nominal fee. You, your child can milk a dairy cow while they're at the fair, um, which can surprisingly be harder than you think um, if you've never tried to milk, milk a cow. 
I'm better at drinking milk. I did than not I know that milk. they had that. Yes, it's in the back of that building. But I am I am much better at drinking milk than I am at milking cows. Luckily, I do not have to milk my own cow to for my cereal every morning. <laughs> yes, I I know I never had to do that, and I I appreciate not having had to do that every day. <laughs> yes. So th those are some really good good tips, though, to to give us an idea of what we're looking for. Um, and I, I know every state's different, but I I mean I was born in North Carolina. I'm pr I'm proud of our state, and I know we have a lot to offer. So it's it's nice that the fair is is a place that you can see a lot of those pieces that you may not have near where you live if you've driven in for it. Um, and there's schedules for every day that are on the website. And those that are listening, I'm going to put the link to the schedule too, so you can kind of see when special events are happening throughout the, the, the days that it's open. But there's one particular day that we want to focus on today, and it's their Accessibility Day. And Heather mentioned earlier that this is the second year of having it. Um, I wasn't aware that this was the second year. I knew I saw something last year, but I thought maybe you had had it before that. So this is exciting. Um, it is. Uh, we're, we are very proud of the day. Um, you know, we bandwidth um, came on as a supporter last year of the fair, and you know, we we really would not be able to have the day without their support. Um, they lend volunteers. They lend, you know, you know, they they sponsor the day. Um, it is, you know, so we we are thankful to have them as such a good partner. Um, for years, our team at the NC State Fair have been brainstorming ways to make the fair more inclusive. And, and like I mentioned before, we've, we've made improvements over the years um, when it comes to ADA accessibility, you know, mother's rooms for, you know, there's, there's things that we have done to improve the grounds. Um, but we wanted to find a way to, you know, have the fair be welcoming to all regardless of ability. Um, you know, one of the, the things that we like to say is that, you know, the fair can't be everything to everyone, but it can be, you know, something for everyone. And, you know, in this day is, you know, it is a day that we, um, from nine to one, uh, our rides will operate without lights or music. We will only use our PA announcement for lost children. Any musical sets that are played on the grounds will be acoustic with very light amplification. Um, we will have special inclusive competitions available. Um, we have a chill out zone set up, which is a quiet room that you can go if you, if you need to be away from the stimulation for a little bit. Um, so, it, so it's a day designed for, you know, to just to keep the fair, you know, less of a, the sensory explosion that it can be. You know, we recognize that some people gain energy from that, you know, coming to the fair, seeing the lights, being, being around the people, hearing the noise, you know, that's, that's like part of their fair experience and that's what they gain sort of energy from. But some, for some people that's too much. And, you know, this day is, is designed to, you know, to make it to where people who wear that is too much that they can come and enjoy the fair too. Um, and one of the things that um, I, really love about the day is, you know, I've, I've had children for a long, for many years now. I know we were talking about one of mine's in college and, you know, and I, I love the fair, 
And I have friends that have never, got, you know, that were never able to go. And the reason why is that they would have, you know, a child that, you know, that, that would not do well in a fair environment for some reason, you know. And, but since they couldn't go as a family, that often meant that they didn't get to experience the fair with any of their children. Like if their children went, they might have went with another child. So to me, one of the great things about this day is it gives families a chance that everyone can go to the fair together. You know, and that to me you know, is a very, I mean, it's a very good thing that, you know, that we can have an event, you know, we can offer a fair experience that's accessible for an, the whole family. And, and this is something that's important to me and why I wanted to have this interview because so many of our families aren't able to do that, as you say, or maybe half the family goes, but someone needs to stay home with a child who is just going to be too overwhelmed or it's just inaccessible to them. And um, and so, so I wanted to dig into this day a little bit more. So let's... let's um, specifically, what day is it? I know it's on Sunday, but what is the date? It's Sunday, October 16th. Um, our Carnival Midway rides will start at 9 a.m. and they will run without lights and sound uh, till 1 p.m. Uh, all day long, we will offer special um, inclusive fair competitions and all day long, we will offer the chill out zone to where if you needed a quiet place to go um, or if you, also in that area, we will have noise canceling headphones if you need to, you know, check out a pair of those. Um, on that, we will have on our on our website a schedule for the day, which I would recommend, you know, if you are planning to come out that Sunday, to just go ahead and print out and bring with you, or you'll be able to pick it up at the fair. Um, but it might give you okay. a, a good way to, to, to plan your day. Um, you know, it's so, and it is, um, you know, it's, we, we got the idea for, for the event by looking at what um, very, various sports teams have done. Um, in particular, the Eagles and the Twins and the Seahawks have installed like sensory rooms. So, you know, that, to, to help them be more accessible. And that, that's where the idea came for, from us. But we do know that um, other fairs actually, and I'm proud of this too, they're taking notice of what we're doing here in North Carolina and they're looking at having similar events at their fairs. Um, I know that the Good. Iowa State Fair and the Alaska State Fair are, are, you know, interested in the success we're having with this day and want to have similar days at their fairs. Um, so the schedule is not out yet. When will that be posted? I will find out. It will be posted before the fair starts. Um, you know, I, okay. I don't know the exact date. So when you're listening to this, if you don't see that link in the description, we'll add it as soon as we get it. But just continue checking the regular site for the fair and, and it'll show up on there. When you look at the um, at the, the, the link that I'm putting in for the schedule, there's a page on that schedule that tells you how to get to, to what she's referring to as well. So so you, you aren't missing out the, if the link's not on this video or this audio, but um, but we will give it to you as soon as we can as well. You mentioned the the inclusive and adaptive competitions. Can you give us an idea of what type of, of activities those are going to be? Well, I know that on the, the north patio of Dorton Arena, um, we're going to have sensory bottle making and um, pumpkin oh. uh, 
decorating. Like the, um, like the, I think it's the mini pumpkins that you can decorate. So you don't have to haul around a big pumpkin all day. Um, but it's, I know that we will have those two activities. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly what other competitions will be yet. I know what we had last year um, in the schedule and it included like giddy up stick horse races, uh, bubble, like bubble extravaganza. We had um, corn holding one and you know, we did, we had other competitions that day too, um, but they'll all be in that area and in the daily schedule, there'll actually be times listed for each one. So if you're interested, you can okay. go and, um, and find them, you know, and find them and, and make sure that you're there at the right time. So I was going to ask you about how accessible they were, but it sounds like even if everything's not accessible to every child, there'll be something that everyone can do. So, um, which is, is, as you said earlier, that's, that's, that's hitting across the board. Everyone has something. Right. When, when we were planning this day, you know, we, last year, you know, we, we had a lot of discussions and consultations with, you know, parents of children with disabilities, uh, Wake County special education teachers, um, NCDHHS, um, the ALS Association. Um, so we, we did contact several groups to, you know, to ha let them have some input into the day when it came to Good. things that they, they, how, things that they thought that we should be doing to, to help make it more accessible. From what we've learned this past year in the different interviews that we've done, um, autism is at a rate of, it's, I, the last count I heard is, is one in 44 children have autism now. And so the chill out zone is going to be important for a lot of our families. Now that's available throughout the day, even, even after the one o'clock on the 16th. Right. Is yes. there a similar type of area they could go to on other days or just for that day? So the chill out zone is in the Graham building and it is open all day. You know, it's a quiet space and it has some just like coloring activities, stuffed animals you can snuggle, you know, it has things that are designed to, to it's designed to be a calming room. Um, of course, you know, other days of the fair, that room is being used for other things. Um, but if, if I was at the fair and I was looking for a more quiet place to, um, you know, if I, if I needed to, to find a quieter place, I would suggest um, the, the seating area in Dorton Arena is usually a little bit more quiet. If you needed a place just to sit down and relax for a minute, it's, it's away from a lot of the hustle and bustle. Um, the, you know, where okay. I was talking about, which you guys are going to start thinking is my favorite place on the fairgrounds, but down in a heritage circle and the flower show, you know, that that's also a good place. I was thinking to that too. And, yeah. <laughs> um, go yeah. and get away from the noise for a little bit. So that it, in, in light of, if you are coming to the fair on a day other than Sunday, then I would recommend either this, you know, going up maybe in the seating area of Dorton, of Dorton Arena um, or out to the, the flower show in Heritage Circle area. And on the 16th, headphones will be available to check out if they need them from the, the chill out zone, right? Yes. Okay. Um, are there headphones any other day or just that day? Just that day. Okay, so if you're listening and you're not going to be there on the 16th, take your headphones with you if you're going to need them because that, I, w I wanted to clarify that, that it was just, just during the chill out zone day that they would have that. 
I will add one other area of the bedrooms that tends to be a little bit quieter and more low key. Um, we, we do have an exhibit called Field of Dreams, um, which is located on the lawn of Dorton Arena. It's kind of near the south side. Um, and that's an exhibit that is actually geared towards children. Um, there's gardens in there to talk about the different crops that North Carolina grows. It allows you to harvest some you know, harvest some commodities. And we do have um, animals in there, including like the world's cutest bunnies. Um, so if you need a, like an area that, you know, that's not ride food and, and crowd related, you know, maybe taking, taking your little ones in there um, and letting them, you know, look at the bunnies or just walk around the gardens. Uh, there's pedal tractors that they can ride. There's coloring sheets. You know, that, that's also a good area that, that would be uh, a great place to chill out for a little bit. Okay, good, good. That's, I figured there, there were areas, and as you go around some of those buildings, it does block out the sound that you have in the main, um, either the midway area or the all of the food truck area, too, because you, you get your crowds right. in those congregated spots. Yes. Um, for, I, I think that's everything that, everything that I had on my list. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about for the accessibility day that, that you can think of that, that we should share? Um, so we covered the times that that is a big important thing is that right. the you know the no lights and music and sound is from nine to one so and that's you know if you're if you're coming that day and you want to be on the midway without all the noise and the lights then you need to make sure you're there during that time um, you know that like I said the other activities will be all day long but that well, that will be a morning thing um, and you know just grab a program, look online, you know, beforehand so you can have an idea um, of, of maybe what you want to, um, to, to do while you're there. Um, we will have volunteers. If you have a question, just ask. If you need help, just ask. And, you know, we, we're, we're there to help you and to, to answer any questions that we can. I, I'm going to reinforce that idea that you gave about looking online ahead of time because families, if you can plan out your day a little bit, you'll you'll be able to get to more activities during that time instead of having to get there and then start making your decision. And and I would also, you know, the, the gates do open at nine o'clock. I would, you know, I would recommend being there when we when we open. Um, you know, it's one, parking is easier. And two, you know, the, the fairgrounds is, is just less crowded right when we open. So it's a, it's a great time to, you know, have a little bit more room to walk around. Right. Well, and it's only a four-hour window, so you want to get as much in there as you can during that time. Right. So um, we talked about handicap parking, um, transportation assistance. Um, for those that do have mobility issues, um, are there strollers? Are there wagons? Anything like that there, or should they bring their own? That there are. Um, you can bring your own. Um, they, you know, they should be allowed on the shuttles. Um, or, of course, if you're parking in Carter Finley, you can just walk them through the pedestrian tunnel. Um, or if you want to rent them, um, we do have them available to rent at our gates. Um, we have the the shuttle, the shuttles. Excuse me, the strollers. Um, wheelchairs and um, scooters. Um, but, and, I, and you can also reserve them beforehand. 
um, oh. from our website. Are those Usually, available at all the gates or just at certain ones? They're available at most of the gates. I know that they're at gate 10 and, the, and they're at gate 8. Um, gate 7 is our new gate. Um, that's the one that the Cardinal lot will drop off at. I'm, I'm not 100% sure that they're available at gate 7, but I think that they will be. Um, but they, it's several spots on the grounds. If you visit, if you go online and you look, it'll tell you exactly what gates that you can pick up your strollers at. Usually they make you leave a collateral, uh, like driver's license, um, and then you just pick it up when you leave. So if you, if you have, con if you have questions about the fair or questions for Heather herself, um, use the, the Facebook link or the website um, form. And we'll, again, those, those links will be in the show notes so that if you're listening, you can find that. So Heather, it is time for us to go to our speed round now. All right, so for those that are listening, if you're not familiar with our speed round, it's a list of 10 short, easy, easy questions um, that have absolutely nothing to do with the interview that we just had, but it's a way for you to get to know our guests a little bit better. And, um, and even though a lot of times we're talking about disabilities and how we may be a little bit different on the podcast, this is a way for us to see that no matter what our differences may be, we're, we're alike in a lot of ways. So, um, so we're getting closer to the end of the first season of the podcast and it's, um, it's been fun to see some of the diversity, um, but how many similarities we, we've had in some of these answers. So Heather, the first three questions are going to be open-ended questions and the last seven will be either or. So the first three, um, first question is, what is your favorite color? Um, red. What is the last book that you read? Um, Go Tell the Bees, I'm Gone by uh, Diana Gabaldon. It was ninth in the Outlander series. What is your favorite holiday? Christmas. The next questions are either or. I'm going to read two words or phrases and you'll just pick one or the other. If you can't pick either one, you can either say neither or both. So there's not a right or wrong answer on this. <laughs> All right, so, um, so the first one, cake or ice cream? Uh, cake. Batman or Superman? Mm. Uh, Batman. Ocean or mountains? Oh, both. <laughs> Winter or summer? Summer. Watch a movie or read a book? Hmm. Um, watch a movie. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Harry Potter. And Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Heather, we appreciate you being on today and giving us um, an, an insider's view here for the fair and especially giving us information about the Accessibility Day. And, um, and so I, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to, to spend with us today. Oh, thank you. This podcast is made possible by support from our listeners. If you want to help offset the cost of producing the Water Prairie Chronicles, become a supporter at buymeacoffee.com slash waterprairie. If you found value in this episode, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. And if you attend the North Carolina Fair this year, tag us on your photos on Instagram at water.prairie.